there literary fans and welcome to episode 91 of Jeff Reads' book. I am your host Jeff and today we're reading chapter 44 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. Well, if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. I'll say it much faster during the episode, that's fun. And uh, you can just uh, hit me up on email, Twitter, some other crap, you know, Get in touch with me, fun times, because while you're there, you can also buy one of two prequels to this terrible book, which uh, I really should uh, think about maybe, um, what, finishing this book so you can buy it? That would be cool, but I haven't, so what do you want me to do? I'm busy, all right? I'm busy. Anyway, so today, uh, what do we got? We got no feedback. That's fine with me, right? (laughs) We'll just keep on moving through this. Uh, we're getting towards the end of November. Uh, ooh, it's Today I'm recording on a Sunday, so it's the 22nd of November. I'm down to, what, counting today, like nine days left? Because I get to do it on the 30th, right? It's nine days? I guess it's eight days. Fuck! Okay, so I got only a few days left of National Novel Writing Month. Um, I'm a whopping, like... I'd say 9,000 words behind. Uh, Last night, or yesterday, I crossed, finally, like 27,000 words. That's bad. That's bad that I'm so far behind. Uh, I got some plans, though. I'm going to try to catch up again today, try to lay down like three or 4,000 words. Maybe tomorrow I can hit it hard. (sighs) This is going to be bad. Then I have Thanksgiving coming up. You really need a buffer for Thanksgiving. Luckily... We have a pandemic, <laughs> so I guess we're not going anywhere. <laughs> it's just been hard to get... Th- I don't know what's going on with me, but I, I I think the story is just bumming me out a little bit, and so I'm having trouble writing it. Like, for example, I was pretty psyched. I wrote, like, a very long chapter 13, and then there was a follow-on chapter 14 and 15. They, they were exciting chapters, I thought. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But then, what was I typing? Or maybe I was speaking to some friends, and I'm like, holy shit, those chapters were about a box of file folders. Oh my god. (laughs) Why why do I think this is fun and interesting? It's so not. Oh, I'm so annoyed. (laughs) It's so bad. I love... All my books involve so much paperwork. Good god. (laughs) I don't know. It's not good, man. (laughs) Somebody's got to slap some sense into me. I don't know what these stories are I'm writing, but they're pretty freaking terrible. Ah, God. It makes me sound like a boring man, which is 100% true. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So today, why don't we just get into this book, which is better, worse? I don't know. Well, this chapter is definitely worse. Here we go. We're reading chapter 44. It is 70 lines of pure boredom. Okay. Uh... Right, we already destroyed the bad guys, and now everybody's safe, uh, and now we're gonna... I think we're all gonna hop in a carriage and go home, so that's super thrilling. I know you guys really were looking forward to sticking with this book to the end, huh? So, I don't have anything good to say about this chapter, so why don't we just get it over with and dive in to chapter 44! 
So how many of you are still with me after me selling this chapter so well? How many just said the hell with this and turned it off, unsubscribed from the podcast? I wish I could see that statistic. At like four minutes into the podcast, I lost 60% of my listeners. Oh, that's funny, though, because that would imply I have listeners. Yes, if you are a listener, write into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. Mm-hmm. And today, while we read this dull chapter, I will be sipping on a glass of Old Tub Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That's right. Uh, I believe, I think I've done an episode since I called it Old Jug, right? Eh, what are you going to do? I think I'm going to have to go out tomorrow and get some new bourbon. I'm pretty sure I'm going to run out today. Uh, but I got to get something that's not high proof. I'm going. I'm dropping back down. I, this is killing me, I think. The 100 proof, it's wreaking havoc on my stomach. So we're going to go with something a little bit cooler, a little bit smoother maybe, huh? Maybe less bite. I don't know what I'll get, though. I could do just some, like, fucking Jim Beam on the rocks. That'd be nice, I guess. I don't know. I like kind of drinking it neat lately because it's winter. I don't want to be cold. I'll have to see. Maybe if I'm lucky, they'll have buffalo trays. Doubt it, but maybe. Okay. All right. Enough about alcoholism. Let's read a book that was written while I was probably slightly drunk. <laughs> boop, boop. All right. Here we are. Chapter 44. The carriage was quite cramped now with five people inside, especially since Astrid effectively took two seats with her raised, broken leg. Does that sentence really dry into this chapter? <sighs> Henry found himself squeezed in between Leonid and the door. <laughs> and the bench across was occupied by Astrid, Margot, and Ted. The Zinth carriage was headed towards Darkford. Darkford, Darkford. Did we ever decide how we're saying that? I feel like the Massachusetts in me wants to say Darkford. You know what I mean? Like really shorten it up. Like we don't pronounce town names correctly. I know Laura gets mad when we drive through Worcester, which doesn't look anything like that word. Or uh, when we go to Boston, we'll take the train in from uh, Norfolk. But I don't say that. People say, I think you're supposed to say Norfolk or something like that. I say Norfolk. I add that R in Norfolk. We're gonna, we got to get the train in Norfolk, which there's no R in the end of that. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Why, what was I talking? Oh, so Darkford? Darkford? I don't know. Whatever. Here we go. Right into the show, JeffReadsBook.com. Two times in one paragraph. Henry was, okay, his in the carriage headed towards Darkford before it would turn south to Leonid's home. Henry was surprised they hadn't been forced to find other means of transportation because Leonid's father also needed to return home. But Leonid insisted everything was arranged properly. Thank God. Leonid recounted the events at the West Gate. Oh, is he really going to narrate what happened there? <laughs> with help, oh, 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 with help from Margot initially. I thought it was after Margot left. And Ted, after Margot left the story. Please don't. Uh, Leonid tried to lead the prisoners out, but some had lagged behind to open more and more cells. The few guards and mages in the dungeon fled, or so they assumed. Astrid nodded in agreement, though her fleeing was more purposeful, to find the mage that had disabled two guards and another mage in order to escape herself. Most everyone, though, still arrived at the West Gate, and the mob grew enormous. How many people do you think were prisoners? Mm, I'm gonna say... I'm gonna say 220. 
All right, right into the show, JeffReadsBook.com with your guess. It's three times in a chapter. All right. Um, let me see. Some prisoners left the West Gate on Dark Alliance horses to ride for help. And anger, though, was growing in the mob. Ooh, scary. And an enormous number, dis- ugh, enormous again, decided to, what am I, Trump? Decided to re-enter the complex to rout their captors. Is that used right? I feel like that's not how you use that word. Hmm. I don't think I know what route means. Leonid pointed out that some of the complex was apparently collapsing. And Henry explained how Astrid had destroyed the weapon. Henry could see the admiration in the eyes of the other two men from most of the for most of the carriage ride after that. Oh, love triangle. I mean, there actually might be a love triangle. <laughs> hmm. Kind of a booze break. As night set in, and the mob effectively cleared the entire complex, and the reader's voice cracked, the house guards from Twilight Crossing were arriving in force as the reader's voice cracked again. The freshly arrived troops were able to sort out the crowd of prisoners, and the very important prisoners, in quotes, as Leonid had called them, were taken either to Twilight Crossing or Darkford, whichever they preferred. Spelled incorrectly. Shouldn't there be two R's at the end of that? I don't know. Most of the regular people started the long walk to one of those two towns with some help that had arrived from Darkford and Twilight Crossing, not capitalized. God damn it. That was so boring. Okay. How did you find us? Mario asked trying to make this interesting by making it sound exciting. Huh? That was interesting. Oh, oh, good. That's good to know, Leonid. <laughs> it really says that. That was interesting, Leonid said. You father, as I understood it, rode into Twilight Crossing Guards, the Twilight Crossing Guards camp sometime after midnight. Why, why would they have a camp? Was it, oh, maybe, you know, they were having probably like a weekend retreat to, you know, as a team building exercise. I'm guessing he took a horse. Have you ever been to one of those? That's a discussion question. Am I right? He then, uh, but, but, but I'm guessing he took a horse as soon as he encountered a rider on the main road. He then asked to see me. Where the fuck is this occurring? Okay, let's read this again. You father, as I understand. It as I understood it, okay. Rode into twi- the Twilight Crossing Guards camp sometime after midnight. I'm guessing he took a horse as soon as he encountered a rider on the main road. He then asked to see me as if I were in some other room in a castle. Okay, so let's let's analyze this. I think this this camp is near the uh, complex here, the, the Dark Alliance complex, where they had the weapon. And so the guards rode out to, like, fight the bad guys, even though they're sort of bad guys, right? They tried to capture Margot earlier. If you remember when she was in the hotel with Henry and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So anyways, they set up camp there while they're keeping guard over the fucking mob, I guess. All right. And, um... Leonid's dad rode into the camp and then asked to see, or not Leonid, fucking Margot's dad rode in, wanted to see Leonid, who apparently got a tent because he's, you know, fancy pants. Well, he'd probably sleep in his carriage, wouldn't he? I would. Okay. Oh, look at that. I called it. All right. What do you mean? Margot asked, not understanding just like the reader. 
By that time, we were sleeping in the carriage. We had spent most of the night looking for you amongst the mob, honestly, Ted explained, looking guilty. Ted, it's fine, Henry laughed. Ha <laughs> ha! I wouldn't expect you to scour the mob in the complex throughout the night after having been a prisoner for a few days. Kind of minimizing his prisoner experience there, isn't he? <laughs> there was no way to find us amongst the mess outside, especially at night. Not that anyone necessarily tried, Leonid continued. Sometime around dawn, though, okay, I think it's supposed to be in quotes. Sometime around dawn, though, a guard knocked on the carriage, and he took me to see your father, who was just getting ready to ride for Twilight Crossing. He told me where to find you. And, Ted said with a grin of a troublemaker, Leonid sighed. He told me I was to find you so that I would be your, quote, hero of the day. Ugh. I was to rescue you and bring you to Twilight Crossing, which he said, and I quote, Margot will find very romantic. Oh no, Margot said with a disgusted face, probably because she's seen romantic comedies in the past. What about us? Astrid asked innocently. Oh, there was no mention of you two, Leonid said. He also said he looked forward to your return to Twilight Crossing. If you'd like me to turn the carriage around and have these other freeloaders thrown to the side of the road, I'll be happy to oblige, my lady. Stop it, Margot cried as everyone laughed. Ha! So that was pretty hilarious, Leonid said. I feel like he's overselling this. <laughs> no offense, Margot. When she shook, he head, he continued. Your father left immediately after telling me that, so I ran back to the carriage and we were rolling towards you within minutes. Where's your father gone? Henry asked as Jeff took a drink. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Ah, it's good. I bit my lip this week, so like getting whiskey in there on the little boo boo, it burns, but it's nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It kind of dulls it after. All right. Uh, where's your father going? He's traveling with Lady Amarath to Darkford. She offered him escort home, since I said I would still need this carriage, Leonid said. And where's my mother, Margot asked. Sir Andra, uh, and Sir Andreth, for that matter, Henry asked. Margot nodded. That's a very good question, Ted replied. Nobody knows what happened to either of them. Is there another Dark Alliance base or something? Leonid asked. Everyone looked at Astrid, who just shook her head. I hadn't heard of anywhere else, but they wouldn't tell me regardless. I was pretty low on the command ladder. Sounds like a nasty loose end, Henry said. And that ends Chapter 44! How'd you guys like that asinine little statement at the end to leave open a sequel, huh? Because it sounds like a loose end. Oh, <laughs> that was really bad. I guess that chapter was, it was just them talking, but at least it was short, but it was pretty boring. I mean, I guess they covered some of the excitement, like narratively. I don't know. Mm. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I didn't like how it ended, it, especially. I thought that was just... Oh, it's so annoying. I'm not going to lie to you. I doubt I'll write a sequel to this. 
<laughs> Getting a little tired, but maybe, I don't know. This book has been trying this year. I might I might have to not do this again. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, what else is there to talk about, huh? Um, not much. Why don't we do some discussion questions? Maybe this should just be like a, you know, a short chapter, right? Boo, boo, boo. What do we got? Okay, let's go through these. Discussion question one. So, the soldiers from Twilight Crossing had a camp that I theorized was a uh, company retreat, right? So they were out camping, and what would they do at, like, a company retreat? I'm thinking, like, that thing where you fall backwards and your coworker catches you. Oh, and it shows trust. <laughs> right? Or maybe play some games where... Uh, you have to say something about yourself that's like a secret, and then people have to, you know, I don't know. What, what would that be? Um, yeah, like uh, you can write down a list of things people don't know about you, and they have to guess who that person is. How, wouldn't that be fun? I don't know. That kind of like MBA mumbo-jumbo nonsense they do. Yeah, that stuff, yeah. Okay, okay. So we said they were on a company retreat. Have you ever been on a company retreat? You know, like, uh, let's say a long, you know... One where you're not like rehashing work, like this is what we got to work on this year, you know, our sales numbers are way off or uh, that kind of stuff. Let's look at more um, more of the touchy-feely nonsense they do with that kind of stuff, like uh, working on, I guess working on communication is okay, but more like teamwork and that kind of stuff. I think like the closest I can say that I've come is uh, what? I have a couple examples. Like I went to, when I was in college in a fraternity, a social fraternity, not a, uh, I was in like a engineering one too, but whatever, social fraternity. Um, what was I going to say about this? We did have to go on a retreat. I organized once and it was to like, uh, we went camping in a cabin. So it was pretty sweet. And uh, we hung out there for a night. I think we just spent the night and we had to do like fucking... You know, like group exercises so we'd learn about each other. Oh, it was so stupid. Like we had, there was a ball of yarn and somebody started and he would say something nice about one person and throw them the ball of yarn and then, but hold on to the end. And then the next person would hold on to the piece of yarn and say something nice about someone else and throw the ball of yarn. And then, so then when you were done, there was this big web it, connecting us all together. Oh, that's nice. Ugh. It was really douchey. So <laughs> that kind of stuff, huh? Um, I'm involved with the uh, city's library here. So uh, I've had to go to like some of their retreats before. Well, I guess, what do they call it? Staff day or whatever. And, you know, they do some like touchy-feely exercises there that are kind of that soft management nonsense. But I don't have to take it too seriously because I don't work there. So I'm good. <laughs> You know, but I like to, I want to make sure they're having, the employees are enjoying it, I guess. I don't know. What do you want to say? That, those are my examples. Have you ever been to one of those, though? I, I feel like, I feel like they're usually bad. <laughs> uh, I do remember that fraternity one. We got in a lot of trouble um, with the campground afterwards because they were cabins again. And uh, I think uh, we discharged all the fire extinguishers we had at each other. And uh, then people stole remote controls and went home. Yeah, it was good times. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, so give me a company retreat you had to go to. All right, what else we get? Okay, all right, question two. Now, this gets real serious, right? It looks like 
Ted and Leonid. Ooh, kind of like Astrid now, right? I think it was pretty clear Ted did. And now Leonid's kind of jumping on this bandwagon too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, question two. Who should Astrid choose, Ted or Leonid? I would say... So you got two things to look at here, right? So Ted seems like an authentically nice young man, right? Got a government job, kind of high level, you know? Because, I mean, he's working directly for the king in this book. So, you know, he's, he's right up there, right? But government job, he's going to get a sweet pension when he retires. Nice stable employment, probably. Unless there's like a regicide, I suppose. <laughs> Ooh, unless he's part of the cabal that kills him. That could be. But... Um, you know, I feel like that's a stable route to go with. Uh, she'd probably get to live in the city, you know, go to fancy socialite parties, but maybe not feel like part of the royal entourage because she wouldn't be nobility. So she might not wear the nicest dress to those, I guess. What What are you going to say? Now, on the other hand, right, he, she could go with Leonid, who is like, uh, what, a nobleman, right? So that's pretty sweet. She would be the Lady Astrid, okay? I think a lot of girls, that appeals to them, I would say. Women, sorry, whatever. Okay, I mean, let me let me correct that, okay? I make it sound like a woman just wants to be a lady. Let me correct that. Uh, if Laura was a lady and I was the person I am, you know what I mean? And then we got married and I got to be called, what, sir or something? <laughs> That'd be fucking killer. I would love that. So this isn't like a sex directional thing, you know what I mean? Or specific. I think a man would like to be uh, marry into a title as well. So that, yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, do, do, do. What, what do you think? Well, so she could, you know, go with Leonid, but problem with Leonid tends to be kind of an asshole. I think we've determined that probably based partly on his upbringing, but you know, can she look aside from that, see the good in him? He didn't turn out to be like garbage or anything. But uh, he might be more garbage than Ted, let's say. But uh, could she, you know, put that aside? And, I mean, that that payday is going to be pretty sweet. Cinderella-style castle? Come on. That's a tough, tough thing to turn down. We're just going to have to see, because we got a couple chapters left. Maybe she does make a choice. But write into the show at jeffreadsbook.com and tell me who Astrid should choose. Ooh, if there is a sequel, we'll get to find out. Ooh, but we're not going to have a sequel. Let's... I'm not going to kill the idea, but let's assume we're not. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, so right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. All right. Right there, there's three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on email at jeff at rainbow-100.com. That's the number 100, rainbow-100.com. Okay. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff, all one word, Fortran Jeff, easy to do. Or you can hit me up in the Fediverse at Jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. So, very exciting. Should I actually have like an email that's Jeff at JeffReadsHisBook.com? Probably. Am I going to do that? Probably not, because I'm lazy. So, that is about it for this episode. I still have bourbon left, which is good because it's like 11.50 right now in the morning. <laughs> hmm. Um, what do I got planned for today? Uh, like writing 4,000 words and bathing. 
It's going to be hard to concentrate writing a book, though, because we're going to watch some football, I'm assuming, today, and it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, trying to concentrate. Anywho, uh, that about wraps it up, so until next time, keep on reading. (laughs) 